I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to Counseling on Demand. I'm your host, Fred Riley. As always, thank you for tuning in to yet another podcast. Hey, before we get started, just wanted to remind you that Thursday nights, uh, Mountain Standard Time, uh, we do uh, uh, Instagram Live where we talk about similar topics. Um, My hope is that those uh, topics are a little bit more interactive where you can ask questions and and so forth, and I can I can address those. So those are every Thursday at eight uh, on Insta Live, and that is uh, through uh, Riley Counseling. So look up Riley Counseling, and and uh, you can even suggest topics and so forth. But that's just kind of a forum to have a little bit more interaction. Anyway, so today uh, what we're talking about uh, is this idea of of empty nesting. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about retirement. They kind of dream about the future and what it looks like. And I think empty nesting actually kind of sneaks up on us. And and sometimes it depends on, right, your relationship. Uh, Some people, um, they fear empty nesting because, honestly, they're going to be stuck with their partner. And that's sad, right? But the idea is that uh, they spend a lot of times engaging with uh, other people or with their children um, with the idea that – Empty nesting is going to be kind of scary. Other people, um, you know, and I say the majority of people, I guess, you know, uh, we're so focused on getting the kids here or there, uh, helping them through college, different things like that, that uh, we're not preparing to have an empty nest. All of a sudden, it's there. And that's what we're going to talk about today is this idea that, uh, you know, empty nesting is something that happens, but we don't give it a whole lot of thought. The idea is that... uh, uh, the demand of work, the demand of the house, the demand of children, and so forth. Um, what it does is it distracts us from empty nesting. And the reality is, is that with empty nesting, um, that's something that takes preparation from the time you get married. That from the time you get married, at least, okay. During dating, that might be a little bit different. But from the time of getting married, uh, one of the things that uh, I want you and your partner to look at is how is our marriage, um, how are we going to work our marriage, our partnership in in a way that uh, will reflect and become a pattern in terms of uh, honeymoon? Well, we can have another honeymoon, I guess, but empty nesting. Um, You know, uh, some people forget how to date. They forget how to spend time together because they're so busy. So the idea is, and uh, we'll talk about a task, I guess, that uh, I give people to kind of plan down the road for their marriage, but also plan down the road uh, for for that emptiness phase. 
And so the first and foremost, the thing that uh, first and foremost is, hey, empty nesting is going to happen. It might happen in different ways than you think. Uh, as a matter of fact, sometimes, you know, I work with people that uh, are trying to empty nest, but the bird just doesn't want to leave. And that's a whole nother topic. But what we're going to talk about today is being ready and preparing for empty nesting uh, as opposed to it uh, sneaking up on us. So we create habits and and so forth that establish how it's going to be. In essence, what happens is the mar- by the time you're empty nesting, you want the marriage to be in a place where the only thing that's different really with the relationship is that the kids are gone. Uh, if the kids are gone and that's a very destabilizing force where all of a sudden you're looking at each other, uh, there wasn't a lot of prep work. There wasn't a lot of uh, habits established up front. So the idea is to make empty nesting actually something to look forward to, number one, and seamless. And so how do we do that? So what, I, what we're going to do is we're going to step away for just a minute. And when we come back, we're going to talk about kind of a technique, a task that can help you and your partner evaluate what do you want empty nesting to look like and and how you're going to get there. Welcome back to Counseling on Demand. Once again, I'm Fred Riley. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. So we're talking about uh, empty nesting. And as I'm thinking about it, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, there's probably two or three podcasts that can kind of spin off of this, depending on family situations, dynamics in the relationship and so forth. But today what we're talking about is probably a, a relationship that's a little bit more secure. There's more trust. There's more commitment, um, but we're not really doing the work we need. Um, I think the commitment, the idea of uh, retiring together, the idea of empty nesting is out there, um, but uh, we kind of have this idea that it will just happen. And there's, like I said, there's other scenarios where, um, for example, empty nesting can be kind of scary. That's where you invest a lot in your children or one of your children as a way to kind of pacify yourself um, as you uh, are kind of fearful, honestly, of being out of the house um, or being in the house with your partner. And the idea is that those thoughts and feelings can happen and those are okay, but it's also okay to to be very open and honest about that and start to do some work that allows you to not dread or worry about uh, empty nesting, uh, where you can set some some ideas and, and um, some habits in, uh, into motion that will put you in a place where you know what, you no longer fear empty nesting. Now, that's that's another subset of, of individuals. Like I said, though, today we're talking about, you know, starting habits early, and we're talking about um, you and others, hopefully, that uh, are in a pretty secure relationship, but as time passes by, we're just too busy. We're not thinking about, uh, you know, we've got married, the dating stops, or we're in a relationship, the dating stops, and then all of a sudden, uh, empty nesting sneaks up on you. So something that uh, is really helpful, really powerful, is I want you and you invite your spouse or partner. I want you to imagine yourselves uh, in a restaurant, and the idea is in this restaurant. The scene is imagine that a friend or myself or somebody uh, walks into that restaurant, and let's say that restaurant represents your first night out. Um, 
as empty nesters. And so what I, w- what I would like you and your partner to do is, is paint that scene. So what you're going to do is you're going to write down, you know, if I walked in or somebody walked in, saw you for the first time as official empty nesters, what would they see? I would look over, and how would I know that you have done the work, that the marriage is in good place, and you're looking forward to empty nesting? So what you and your partner do is you write down ideas of uh, or indicators. You know, we're sitting by each other. We're sharing a meal, um, those types of things. And you can have different thoughts. You know, I have people that will say that my partner's holding my hand, and the partner will say, I still love you, but I'm not going to be holding your hand. You know, but the idea is, okay, how would I or anybody else know that uh, empty nesting didn't sneak up on you? What would they see? Okay, what would I see? So we write down things like um, interaction, sitting by each other, smiling, laughing, um, just whatever comes to mind uh, as you think about what that would look like. So the idea is we're saying, okay, rather than empty nesting just being an automatic thing and it's going to go fine, we're creating a picture of what we want it to look like. After you and your partner do that, then what you do is you write down a list of things that contribute to laughter, for example. Okay, so one of my favorite ones, you know, I had a gal... And uh, she had divorced, and uh, I asked her, I said, you know, what's the most difficult part of divorce? Because I think divorce is like grief, uh, very similar to grief. So I said, what's the most difficult part? You know, you've been divorced for like a year. What is that part that's so hard for you? And she said something that I thought was pretty important. She said, I miss the inside jokes. And what she was saying was she valued being able to look at her partner and know, kind of have that common language, know what they were thinking, or those inside jokes. And so the idea is, when we look at that table at that restaurant, we think about empty nesting, what's going to contribute to, if I see you guys laughing at this table, is there going to be inside jokes? Is there going to be stories to tell, right? Common language. So that's what I want you to do is write down, okay, what are the things that I need to do? Not your partner, your spouse, but what are the things that I need to contribute to paint that scene to make it happen? Okay, so there's going to be mutual respect. There's going to be sacrifice. There's going to be giving. There's going to be mindfulness. But be very specific. If we're sharing uh, a meal, then it's because we have a similar, uh, we've, we identify um, maybe a similar idea, like uh, financially we, we want to, we both agree that we want to kind of watch our budget a little bit. And so ordering one meal wouldn't be any different, wouldn't be a surprise, because you've already decided that you both value that, or you value sharing a meal uh, for whatever reason. Why? That's been established up front that that's just what you do because it gives you a sense of unity or it gives you something to talk about. You know, I had a I had an individual that I did this with, well, a couple. Then I asked him if uh, we use Zupas, I think. I said, if I went into Zupas, um, what would I see? How would I know that you guys were on the same page? You were enjoying time. And, he, you know, he was very specific. Uh, actually, I uh, just used any restaurant, but he said they would be at Zupas. Uh, with a plastic uh, container, like a takeaway container, uh, with a salad split in two, kind of sitting apart from each other. And his wife, like, blushed. And he looked at her like, what's going on? But the idea is he's saying, okay, and she didn't know this, but he's saying down the road, I picture us kind of being together on the same page. 
well, what does that require? So talk about how do we get that split salad in a plastic uh, to-go container? What are the things that uh, we need to do to help set that picture into motion way before uh, uh, empty nesting even takes place? So the idea might be um, getting to know your partner, right? Um, If I see that uh, you're sharing a meal, that might be as a result of, hey, knowing that your partner's worried about finances or knowing that uh, your spouse, uh, this is one of my favorites, I might see you getting up and getting a straw, not because your husband or your wife is an idiot, but because you know while you're developing this this stage for empty nesting, you know that your partner or your spouse uh, forgets a straw. And the idea is that that's okay. So the idea is um, mutual respect, understanding, patience. The reason why I will be able to, uh, during um, during empty nesting, the reason why, Fred, you'll see that I go and get a straw for my partner is because over the course of the marriage, I've learned to forgive. I've learned to be patient. I've learned to not point the finger. And so going and getting a straw is not that big of a deal, and it adds to that feeling. It adds to that uh, picture, if you will, of uh, what it looks like down the road. So sitting down with your partner, that might be kind of an interesting uh, task in and of itself. That's kind of a message right there, right? That if you guys have trouble sitting down, well, then you're going to have, when uh, you go to empty nesting, you're not automatically going to be able to just sit down. So the idea of the first task might be very enlightening. So again, sit down with your partner. Both of you kind of paint a picture. Don't have to agree exactly, but what evidence, what would I or somebody else see that uh, would uh, would indicate to us that indeed you're empty nesting and and you're having a very good experience. And then write down the things that you are willing to do in order to contribute to that picture. Notice we're not talking about what your partner should do. So empty nesting would be okay if my partner did this. Well, we're off to a bad start. So the idea is now, it's never too early. Let's say that you got married last week. That's that's the best time to start to develop those traditions, those ways of communication and so forth that are going to be reflected in uh, that empty nesting phase. After all, that empty, nest, empty nesting phase is only built upon the past. It's not going to magically be an experience of relief and connection. Um, so dating, all those types of things, activities together. You know, something that my mom and dad did uh, that kind of created an awesome empty nesting uh, scene for them is uh, they, my dad told me and my mom, uh, they have seen a lot of bad movies. And the idea is that their routine was every Friday to go to this Mexican restaurant and then see a movie no matter what. And and that's what they did. And so so when my dad transitioned into retirement and we were we were out of the nest, so to speak, they weren't looking at each other what, wondering what to do. They already knew that they were going to go see another bad movie. And that's what they shared in common was the ability to say, hey, bad movie or not, we are still together. Okay. So what we're looking at is just one technique to say, hey, how do we establish right now? What do we need to paint that picture down the road? Because empty nesting is, it's going to sneak up on you. And could you love each other and care? Sure. But you don't want to be staring at each other aimlessly wondering why empty nesting didn't just happen the way you wanted to. So plan for it. Take a look at it uh, right now, starting right now. Get those ideas together, paint that picture 
together as well. And as you do that, what's going to happen is you're going to actually see that your spouse has some ideas that reflect uh, love and care already in the here and now. Hey, thank you for listening to today's podcast. Uh, Please be uh, sure to uh, tune in uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear those podcasts. And if you have questions or comments, you can find me at gettingbacktolife.com. That's getting back to number two, life.com.